bringing you the latest in tax credit news. This is Tax Credit Tuesday with your host, Michael Novogratik. Hello, I'm Michael Novogratik, and this is Tax Credit Tuesday. This is the Tuesday, May 25th, 2021 podcast. Community development tax credits are a means by which Congress incentivizes the formation of public-private partnerships to invest in businesses and activities to generate positive community outcomes and benefits. Outcomes and benefits that would not occur without tax incentives. On today's podcast, we're going to discuss the particular importance of measuring community impact outcomes for those working with the New Markets Tax Credit. We'll discuss the many reasons why measuring impact outcomes is important, and perhaps of more utility to our listeners, the various means and approaching to measure measuring outcomes. Joining me today are two experts to talk about impact or community outcome. First up is my partner, Blair Kenser, from our Washington, D.C. office. Blair is a senior partner in Novogratz Government Consulting and Valuation Advisory Group, or GOVAL. Blair specializes in market and project impact analysis, as well as appraisal of various tax incentive finance properties. And he's the author of our annual rental housing operating expenses report, among other things. If you attend our conferences, you've likely seen Blair leading a session. Now, joining Blair and me is Bob Ibanez, a senior manager in our public policy group. Bob spent 13 years at the CDFI Fund, the final six years as the program manager for the New Markets Tax Credit Program. At Novogratik, he works with New Market Tax Credit clients and with community development financial institutions around the nation. Now, we'll talk about measuring community outcomes. As those of you active in the New Market Tax Credit space are well aware, the CDFI Fund considers those outcomes a significant factor in awarding tax credit allocations and measuring the success of prior allocations. As you'll hear later, that isn't as simple as claiming a New Market Tax Credit finance property created X number of jobs. It goes well beyond that. And as we await the announcement of the calendar year 2020 New Markets Tax Credit Awards and the opening of the subsequent 2021 application cycle, many community development entities and qualified businesses or potential qualified businesses are currently quantifying the impact of previous investments and estimating the community outcomes of proposed investments. At least they should be. Today, we'll break the discussion into three major areas. First, we're going to talk about community outcomes and the history of how the CDFI fund has approached evaluating new market tax applicants on their projected impact and subsequently collected such data from allocatees regarding their impact. And we're very fortunate to have Bob Ivanez able to join us to discuss that. Secondly, we're going to talk about how to measure community outcomes and why it's important to accurately and comprehensively measure that impact. This is where Blair is going to have a lot to share. After that, we'll talk about the growing importance of measuring impact beyond the new market tax credit definition of community outcomes. And we'll look at what many investors and other stakeholders desire. In short, we're going to discuss why the ability to demonstrate and document benefits to the community can help make a development more attractive to investors. That's a lot to unpack with today's podcast. So if you're ready, let's get started. This is a very important topic for new market tax rate applicants and participants. So let me start by saying thank you to both of you for joining me. Of course. Thank you, Mike. Thank you much, Mike. So, Bob, let me start with a very basic premise. You spent a lot of years at the CDFI Fund, and I said earlier, the final six years were as the program manager for the New Markets Tax Credit Incentive. If you could share with our listeners why community outcomes are important in the New Market Tax Credit world. Uh, Sure, Mike. Uh, Well, the significance uh, of community outcomes uh, is not lost on applicants for New Market Tax Credits. Uh, The community development entities uh, or or CDEs uh, know that their pipeline of projects are going to be assessed by the CDFI fund based uh, on their projects' potential positive impacts on low-income communities. 
Uh, so although time-consuming, uh, CDEs know uh, that building and fine-tuning uh, their project pipeline is uh, going to be a critical step in preparing for an upcoming uh, new market tax credit application round. And speaking of upcoming rounds, the importance of community outcomes in applying for new market tax credits is grounded in the fact that community outcomes is only one of two sections that are scored in phase one of the CDFI funds application review process. And given how competitive the process is, CDs know they must do well or they will quickly fall out of contention for an award. So, Bob, when you ultimately, after the fact, see the applications that you reviewed, who won and who didn't win, who got an award, who didn't get an award, to what degree do you think the community outcome sections made the difference? How think, often do you think it makes think, the difference? Uh, well, I think my, you know, thinking community outcomes has always been a very critical uh, section of the new market tax credit application. Um, and the importance uh, of being a scored section has always been, uh, I believe, at the forefront of the CDF funds thinking uh, in terms of uh, competitive application. Ever since the inception of the program, community outcomes has always been a very significant factor in the scoring of new market tax credit applications uh, and ultimately receiving allocation of new market tax credits. Um, A fun fact, uh, in the early years of the program, uh, the section of the application was actually entitled Community Impact. Uh, So we go all the way back to 2006 application, for example, uh, applicants were asked to identify one or more of the following impacts in no particular order, creating or maintaining jobs uh, for low-income persons or residents of low-income communities, uh, increasing wages or income for low-income persons or residents of low-income communities, financing or assisting businesses owned by residents of or otherwise committed to remain in low-income communities, uh, financing or assisting minority women-owned businesses or businesses owned by low-income persons, financing or assisting businesses, including nonprofit organizations, uh, or real estate projects that provide childcare, healthcare, uh, educational or other benefits to low-income persons or residents of low-income communities, uh, facilitating wealth creation or asset accumulation, such as home ownership, uh, for low-income persons or residents of low-income communities, uh, providing goods and services to low-income persons or residents of low-income communities, uh, and a category uh, back in the day entitled, quote-unquote, other. So, Bob, the focus of community impact in those early applications, uh, as you just enumerated, was really focused, had a heavy focus on job creation, wage increases, and the like. Uh, and as you noted, there was a focus on community impact uh, as opposed to outcomes. So maybe you can elaborate for the benefit of our listeners how the concept of community impact has evolved into community outcomes. Sure. Well, as applicants in the more uh, recent rounds can attest to, uh, the application uh, section itself has evolved to the point that the characterization of community impact uh, in the application has now uh, been relabeled to community outcomes. Uh, And furthermore, uh, and notably, the list of options under the community outcomes uh, question has evolved to include uh, such things as flexible lease rates uh, and healthy food financing, which were both added back in 2011, uh, as well as environmentally sustainable outcomes. Uh, and notably, the quote unquote other option uh, was eliminated in 2018. Uh, now, I will point out uh, that uh, other potential changes on the horizon 
uh, are the elimination of flexible lease rates and healthy food financing uh, in the upcoming 2021 application, uh, while uh, the CDFI fund uh, has signaled adding, quote unquote, financing Native American businesses, uh, end quote, as a new community outcome uh, in the 2021 application. That's interesting that you share and note that because that's definitely an area where the focus of a given administration can have an impact uh, on the CDFI fund and more particularly the new market tax credit allocation process, as well as concerns about the distribution of new market tax credit awards and more importantly, investments uh, across the country and serving different populations can weigh in on future rounds. So do you have any tips, Bob, or insights for listeners on how to score well in the community outcome section of the new market task application? I think they've gotten a sense of the areas that are evaluated, and certainly they've gotten the, you conveyed the sense of the importance of this section because it's one of two sections that gets scored in terms of getting points to be the highest ranking awardee or one of the highest ranking ones to get an award. But what can clients actually do or listeners do to score well in this section? Well, I appreciate um, the attention uh, and notably the time, <clears throat> excuse me, that uh, applicants uh, spend uh, on this particular section. Uh, as you note, Mike, uh, one of the two scored sections uh, in the application, uh, in addition to business strategy, uh, I think the consensus would be that uh, this section uh, requires uh, more uh, diligence uh, in terms of being very thoughtful uh, in the types of projects uh, that are going to be in your pipeline for purposes of, um, uh, you know, responding to the community outcomes uh, related questions. Uh, I think notably, uh, and, and, and this I think is something that's been borne out over time, the CDFI fund um, has historically uh, put a lot of emphasis on the methods and assumptions uh, that applicants uh, use to estimate their potential outcomes. Uh, but I also think uh, not uh, lost on, uh, on any applicants these days is that the CDFI fund, uh, with respect to uh, projecting outcomes, uh, has now evolved uh, to not only uh, looking for applicants to support uh, their outcomes uh, with uh, clear and sound methods, but also uh, metrics for each outcome that they select uh, in that section of the application. Uh, and to further underscore the importance of metrics, starting in the 2019 round, 2019 round, applicants were told they would score more favorably if metrics were obtained from or informed by third-party sources, rather than re relying solely on an applicant's own track record. So I think uh, that tip in particular is one that has caught the attention of applicants that are uh, trying as best they can uh, to ensure that their applications remain competitive in what we all understand to be a very competitive process. Great. Thank you for that clarification. And really, I appreciate you emphasizing the 2019 reference to third-party sources. That's definitely an effort by the CDFI Fund to be able to assess projected outcomes using metrics that have been verified uh, or supported by other sources, uh, as opposed to the applicant themselves uh, going out and you know, based upon their own performance and other sort of internally derived estimates that project out their outcomes. 
And of course, that's a service that Novogratz specializes in. And Blair does a lot of work in the area of uh, measuring outcomes based upon third-party sources. So that, Blair, we turn to you now uh, and ask you to share some examples. I always like examples versus talking theoretically about how you might do it. Uh, if you could share some examples as to how to measure or demonstrate impact for purposes of the new market tax credit allocation application. Of course. Uh, thanks, Mike. And thanks, Bob. Uh, as you can imagine, our first forays into this type of analysis was all about jobs. Um, we use an in-plan modeling tool that generates estimates of monetary effects for a particular investment. In-plan can be used to measure a wide range of outcomes. For example, various local taxes can be calculated, impacts upon uh, jobs and income improvements. Again, at first, we used it to measure only jobs and income. And now we're really growing in the breadth and depth of our analyses. Uh, two examples you ask, uh, asked for, and, and I'm happy to provide. The first example is an assessment we completed in a, for a project in Florida. Uh, the project was a repurposed vacant office building uh, converted into a, a new renovated office building specifically designed to house nonprofit service providers. Uh, the rents were all set below market at a below market rate, enabling a majority of the entities to realize occupancy cost savings. Um, while that's obviously important and quite easily proven, uh, further research revealed a second level of benefits. Uh, through the course of our, uh, we were conducting interviews with several of the tenants at the project. We learned that they saw further financial benefits in the form of the shared community space at the property. The tenants could use a, a large event space at the property, and many of them used that to host fundraisers. Uh, those fundraisers previously required the rental of an outside facility. So having better access to space obviously saved them money, but it also allowed them to have more frequent and varied fundraising events. Um, the impact of, on, of both the occupancy costs and the event space utilization allowed many of the tenants we spoke with to add new staff or to increase funding to, the, to social programs, which means either additional jobs or more households served. We were able to show not only the first level of impact of the renovated space, but also the knock-on effect that benefited the nonprofit tenants. Uh, second example is a client who asked us to review their previously awarded and placed in service portfolio of new market tax credit projects. For this, we approached the question from both a quantitative and a qualitative perspective. We compiled data from the client as well as various quote Bs related to the current employment levels, compensation, and population served. And these results allowed the client to get a sense of their overall jobs created and the number of households served by their projects. Um, we also spoke with the Quillock Bs to understand outcomes that are not as clear in the numbers. For example, one of the projects involved a healthcare facility, and in talking with the director, we learned that the new facility allowed for the addition of prenatal care in a geography where that was not previously provided. So the impact was not only realized in person served, but it was also the provision of a new and unique service in that geography. Uh, this client was able to use this discussion in discussions with their stakeholders in the community, illustrating a track record of their past projects. So, Bob, that does uh, bring up a question that I have for you here. So, Blair, you know, gave an example of a potential uh, development and the possible impacts it could have, you know, both the initial 
and uh, sort of knock-on effects. But he also gave an example where we were going back and looking at previously awarded inflation service portfolio or a new market tax credit allocatee. So what's the significance for an allocatee in terms of applying for another round of new market tax credit allocation to have a good documented a list and understanding of the prior outcomes of their prior investments? Oh, well, Mike, uh, it's, it's absolutely critical. Um, so much as the CDFI fund is looking at projected outcomes, uh, equally, uh, they are expecting applicants to be able to articulate their track record uh, in the community outcomes section for similar type projects. Um, so uh, as part of completing that section of the application, uh, it's certainly not lost on applicants that they're going to need to quantify both the projected community outcomes as well as describe and quantify, uh, to the extent possible, uh, their track record uh, of achieving uh, each selected outcome through past financing investments. Uh, and then subsequently uh, discuss how their track record uh, of achieving outcomes compares with their projected outcomes. Great. Thank you for that. Um, so, Blair, when you went through and discussed you know, useful metrics and the like, the one thing I kind of wonder that comes to my mind is, are there particular metrics that applicants commonly overlook when they're completing their section where they're not basically representing their investments, either prior investments or proposed investments? They don't represent them as well uh, and as being as generating as great a community outcomes because there's some that they're com- that they're overlooking. Yeah, I think that any outcome that is difficult to quantify um, may lead to it being overlooked. Um, you know, you're a numbers person, I'm a numbers person, that comes easy uh, to us. But there's some outcomes that, that we know are real, but are difficult to measure. Um, we researched the inclusion of a grocery store as part of a redevelopment. Uh, a key benefit that I think everyone acknowledges is that a grocery store will provide fresh produce in a food desert. How to measure that impact? Uh, we used various methods. We interviewed similar stores, uh, regionally located. Uh, we interviewed food banks. Um, some churches in the area had community gardens, and all of that was, provided valuable insight. Um, does it improve? Does it prove impact clearly quantifiable the way X jobs or dollar of new taxes? It, it doesn't, but the effect is real and it is demonstrable. Although it's through a more narrative approach. Uh, we have found that our clients do value both the quantifiable not analysis along with the the qualitative story of the benefits. Thanks, Blair. Uh, we're going to share your contact information, but yours and Bob's later in the podcast so that listeners can contact you with any specific questions uh, about uh, community outcome studies or the application process more generally for Bob. But Blair, I wanted to ask you a broader question, a more global question. Uh, this podcast has spent a lot of time talking about the importance of measuring impact on proposed and past uh, investments by a new market tax credit allocatee. And we've also you know, implied and inferred uh, that it's also important for qualified businesses themselves, if they're looking to get a loan or financing from a new market tax credit allocatee, they should be doing a similar analysis. And I know many of your clients are the actual businesses themselves that have this analysis done so they can then you know, market their business to an existing allocatee or uh, a community development entity that doesn't have any allocation left, but is going to be applying and wants to include their project uh, in their application. But maybe you can think a little bit larger, a little bit more expansively. 
uh, and share, not maybe, I know you can, but share with our <laughs> listeners your more expansive thinking uh, as to how impact comes into play in other areas of community development. Thanks, Mike. Um, reporting, it's, it's pretty clear that reporting requirements are increasing. And that's fundamentally uh, uh, the driver behind a lot of this. Um, but I think also the marketplace is also pushing uh, for this information at an increasing rate. Um, the question of impact or outcomes is growing beyond just application requirements. And I, I will give you two examples. You mentioned earlier liking examples. So I'm going to give you two more examples. Um, the first is of the, that re increasing requirement. The IRS revenue ruling in the loan housing tax credit world um, has, has us doing market analysis, if you would call it that, or impact analysis on community service facilities. And that is a new requirement uh, because developers may want to include those facilities in bases. Um, so this requirement now exists, and it's an example of that trend continuing. But another example is in the opportunity zone area. Um, many fund managers report to us that part of the attraction of investors is a simple fact that their investment may, be, may help a struggling community. Um, this shows that where reporting requirements are not as codified, the market is still driving the interest. Um, I think that in general, society as a whole is asking this question more often. This means companies and organizations want to be responsive to investors or stakeholders and illustrate their achievements and efforts. Being on the leading edge helps an organization be more attractive to investors or really any partner. Um, I think further, there's greater and greater pressure to prove that tax dollars are being spent wisely or incentives are being spent wisely. And showing that impact and proving efficacy is key to that argument. I think we're going to see this more and more in the future. I definitely agree. We'll see this more and more in the future. As both of you know, you know we at Novogratic have refocused uh, on this area. You know, we recently formed a social impact office that reports directly to the executive committee to ensure that we're you know, taking every step that we can and expanding our efforts in the area. And we'll also, uh, you know, in the coming year, be uh, releasing our own report on the impacts that we are having as a company. But I believe there are many, I know there are many investors, both equity investors and lenders that will, in evaluating a given development, ask a lot of these questions about the development. And they even can oftentimes have loan programs where they'll actually loan at a slightly better rate, depending upon the outcomes, or invest a slightly more equity, depending on those outcomes. And if an investor isn't doing that now, there's a reasonable chance that in the not too distant future, they will be. And we're definitely encouraging our clients to lean into this and start the data collection efforts now, because it's something that once they need it, it's not something they can just be done automatically. So you need to start early. So Blair and Bob, I think you both did a great job illustrating how community impact priorities and measurements continue to evolve. Uh, I think as a group, community development leaders and advocates are great at responding to social, economic, and environmental issues. We've obviously covered a lot of ground in the podcast so far, but I didn't want to close just yet. Blair, is there anything that we haven't discussed that you want to make sure our listeners know about in this area? I think the thing I'd like to focus the listeners on is, is understanding that this is an evolving question, um, that thinking ahead and, and setting benchmarks now and starting your narrative is a good use of your time. Um, these questions or requirements are not going to go away, and I think they're becoming more important and more commonly asked. 
We welcome this and welcome this. as we believe in what we're doing, we want to tell a positive outcome story. Uh, I'll put in a quick plug for our Novogratic 2021 Spring New Markets Tax Credit Conference, uh, June 10th through 11th. I'll be leading a panel on impact, and I would love for the listeners to, to join in on that conversation. Thank you for that, Blair. Bob, any last minute comments? Uh, yes, Mike. Um, thank you. Uh, so similar to Blair, uh, I'll be moderating a panel at our upcoming New Markets Tax Credit Virtual Conference, uh, specifically the CDFI Fund panel, uh, where we're going to be uh, looking to learn about the Biden administration's priorities for the CDFI Fund, um, in addition to when uh, the fund uh, anticipates announcing uh, allocations for the calendar year 2020 round, uh, and then also uh, when we should expect the calendar year 2021 round to open, uh, and whether there are any compliance or AMOS-related changes being contemplated uh, by the CDFI fund. Great. Thank you for that. Thank you, both of you. I can't wait for our conference. There's a lot of great sessions at that conference, and it's just a couple of weeks away, so I'm really looking forward to it. So that's all great information. And as I mentioned earlier, I promise that we would share both of your email addresses uh, to our listeners so they can get in touch with you. So Blair, if there are clients out there interested in doing the detailed calculations of impact and or just getting a market study or appraisal, uh, they can reach out to you. So maybe you can share your email address. Thanks. It's uh, Blair Kinser at Novaco.com. And that is B-L-A-I-R dot Kinser, K-I-N-C-E-R at N-O-V-O-C-O dot com. Great. Thank you, Blair. Bob? Uh, thank you, Mike. Uh, it's Bob Ibanez. So B-O-B dot I-B-A-N-E-Z at N-C dash L-L-P dot com. Very good. Thank you, Bob and Blair. Thanks to both of you. Uh, impact and how it's measured will continue to be an issue for anyone involved in new market tax credits and beyond. Uh, so any type of community development, uh, it's going to become a more significant issue. Now, I'll also share Blair and Bob's email addresses in today's show notes, as you may not have been able to write it down. Uh, and also include in the show notes a link to the Novogratic 2021 Spring New Markets Tax Credit Virtual Conference coming next month. Uh, that is on June 10th and the 11th. So it's just a few weeks away. The show notes, by the way, are available at www.novaco.com slash podcast. Turning to next week's episode, I'm going to be talking with my partner, Jeff Nishida, about how low-income housing tax credit developers can maximize tax credit equity for their properties. That's also the subject of my column in the June Novogratic Journal of Tax Credits issue. Next week, Jeff and I will be sharing some information that can help you ensure that you're increasing the equity financing, the light tech equity financing for your properties. You're definitely going to want to listen in. Now, you can make sure that you're notified as soon as that episode, as well as future episodes are available by following or subscribing to the Tax Credit Tuesday podcast. Simply go to www.novaco.com slash podcast. You can subscribe there and stream the show live. You can also follow or subscribe to Tax Credit Tuesday on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Radio Public. That's it for now. I'm Michael Novogratik. Thanks for listening. This weekly podcast has been brought to you by Novogratik and Company, LLP. Archived podcasts are available online at www.novaco.com forward slash podcast. 
or by subscribing to the Tax Credit Tuesday podcast in iTunes. You can find related links referenced in this podcast in our show notes at www.novaco.com forward slash podcast. Novograd and Company LLP is a national certified public accounting and consulting firm with offices nationwide. Learn more about our professional services at www.novaco.com.